What up, Clock Dodgers? It's your boy, Neil. I'm tapping in really quick because I do another podcast. It's called What Happens in Vegas. I wanted to share it on this feed so any of the people who are listening to this who enjoy the content here on Clock Dodgers, more specifically Raider fans that listen to Clock Dodgers, know that I have another podcast that I do, and it's strictly a Raiders show. So, like, for instance, this episode you'll hear is a Raiders-Steelers preview for week two. We talk everything from, you know, the players, the injury report, the betting line, some, a little bit of fancy football mixed in, um, and just, just covering the game itself and what we expect to happen uh, for the preview for that game. I also do on that channel, I do uh, post-game episodes. I do anything that has to do with the Raiders, whether it's pop culture, news that's happening, trades, transactions actions anything at all anything raiders i do on that channel again it's called what happens in vegas if you can go ahead and subscribe there that'd be awesome even if you don't like the raiders even if you don't want to listen to all the episodes you can just download and delete them i don't even care but your support means everything to me you guys got this channel buzzing and humming and we, and we create lots of fun content here and so if you guys can support what i'm doing on the other channel also it'd be super 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 i'll be i'll, I'll be so grateful for that you can't understand it so if you could just go ahead and hit subscribe, leave a quick five-star review. I know it takes like 10 seconds. Hopefully you have that. Um, if you don't, that's cool. I understand If You're listening to Clock Dodgers. That's good enough. You know what I mean? But if you have a little bit of free time and you want to support, um, I, I would be so uh, you know humbled and, and grateful for your support because it needs a little extra love. It's new. You know what I mean? So um, not all the Raider fans know about it yet. Like they know about Clock Dodgers. So your love, your support would be super beneficial You know, to you know, trying to grow that feed as well. Um, I'll also have a new episode here on Clock Dodgers soon besides this episode that you know, I'm sharing with you from that feed. Um, so make sure you check out that. And then I also do another podcast, uh, the Rival um, podcast is for the Rival, the app and website. It's a daily fantasy sports app that's launching. Uh, it should be available for week two, I'm hoping. Uh, so you should be able to go to RivalFantasy.com uh, and actually, um, you know, play, play the games that they have live um, that they've launched for uh, DFS, daily fantasy for football only right now. Um, and so that should be launching soon, but I help create content for them, run the social media, stuff like that. So if you're looking for more of me again, that's another podcast I'm on, but, um, just most importantly, be on the lookout for more co content here on this feed. Um, cause this is where you're already at. This is where you've been. So it is the easiest, but if you can support the, what happens in Vegas feed, I would greatly appreciate it. If not, just sit back, enjoy this content for now, uh, for this episode. And then I'll have another new episode coming for you guys soon uh, on here on clock Dodgers, uh, you know, actual clock that is content, not the one that I'm sharing from that feed, because this episode that you're going to hear here, you can actually hear on the what happens in Vegas feed. I'm just kind of sharing it across both uh, platforms just to let you guys know what else I'm doing, what else I'm working on. Um, thankfully, you know, you guys have continued to support and help grow the clock Dodger family. And, and the content that we're building. And I, I, I'm going to throw some different things out there, some new uh, content. And, uh, you know, hopefully you guys like everything that's happening, you know, and if you do, if you haven't left a review, please do. Uh, I also have the YouTube channel up, which I'll start doing more video right now. It's kind of mostly just the audio, sometimes video. Uh, I'll start doing more of uh, recording the show. Uh, so you have actual video um, to see there as well. But other than that, guys, uh, I'll keep throwing in updates as they happen. But I hope everyone's doing good. I hope you're staying blessed, healthy wealthy and all the above i love you guys i'll talk to you soon as always be kind be great keep dodging this is a clock dodgers podcast what happens in vegas car with time what happens in vegas first down touchdown super bowl vegas season six three greatest two cold touchdown card of wall it can't be stopped josh jacobs jacobs with the rock 
O-line hitting blocks. Offense off the chain. Defense is ready. Baby Nation will go just when baby. Welcome to What Happens in Vegas, a Raiders fan podcast. I'm your host, Neil Maligno. And first things first, let me introduce my guest today, the homie Wendell, a.k.a. Bam Jordan, who happens to be a Steeler fan. What's up, man? What's happening, bro? What's going on? Listen, man, this was this was so necessary. We had to do this, you know, since I started this podcast, I'm like, all right, we're going to have a preview episode every week and then, a, you know, a post-game episode. You're a Steeler fan. We're playing the Steelers. You know, it was only right to have you on here to chop it up. Uh, about the games, I, I, I'm excited about it. I don't know if you're scared. You know, if you, you know, I don't know how you're feeling as a Steeler fan. No, I'm not scared since we just beat down. We just beat down on you know the Buffalo Bills this past week, so I'm not scared at all. Yeah, I mean, so. last week the Raiders beat the Ravens in overtime, Monday Night Football, and the Steelers beat the Bills 23 to 16. So, yeah. you know, both teams are entering the game one and zero. Only one's going to leave undefeated. I know it's early in the season, but man, I don't want my team to catch an L right now. So we'll see how, you know, we'll see how it plays out. But, you know, well, let me talk first about last year. We had a bet <laughs> when the when the Raiders and Steelers <laughs> played. Uh, I lost. I had a rock a Steelers Avi was on Twitter for like a month, bro. And it was way too long. I was like, if we're going to bet this year, I'm fine with it. But it's got to be like a week because I can't have people confused for a damn month. Thinking, why is this guy rocking a Steelers, you know, Avi? And I don't, and I don't even want you as a Steeler friend to have the honor of rocking a Raiders Avi for too long. I mean, that's gonna just give you cool points. So I don't really want you to have that honor. You know what I'm saying? So if you're down for the bet, we'll say it now that we're, the, the bet's on the yeah. line. Avi, bet. I've been, I've been trying to, I've been trying to bet you since the schedule came out. Right. You've been ducking the smoke. I haven't been ducking it. I'm just saying we had to adjust because. Man, for I was getting depressed towards the end of the month. I'm like, man, if I see this thing one more time, I don't even want to log on Twitter no more. Like, it was. See, yeah. And I went light on you. I even made you choose between two different ones, but nah. Yeah, you gave me this time. This time, this time, you're getting a tuck rule, bro. Oh, no, nah, I can't do that. See, that's, that's not you know, that's not right. See, that's when when things like this happen. Now I got you know more stress when I'm watching the game rather than just you know just pride. Now I got an Avi on there. So, all right, one week I could deal with if we end up you know, losing or whatever. But today, you know, to to basically do this episode, I figured we'll talk about, you know, some of the key matchups, uh, some interesting stats and stuff too, some notables. And then at the end, we'll give our projections. Obviously, we both think our team's going to win, so we don't have to go there. But like, if you have any, you know, projection on like something significant you think is going to happen or a stat or a fantasy projection for your team, anything like that for the Steelers, um, we'll get that at the end. But I, I came up with three you know, key matchups that I felt like were key matchups. And if, you know, after we go through those, if you feel like there's one that I missed that you feel like is super significant to the game, we'll also talk about that. Um, the first one I wanted to talk about was the the all love lost quarterbacks. It feels like Derek Carr and Ben Roethlisberger ain't getting love anymore. So I figure this is one of the key matchups for the game because Big Ben, man, he was, you know, loved for a long time. But I feel like even Steeler fans, I feel like they don't, you know, it's kind of wearing thin at this point. He's been there for like damn near 20 years. Am I wrong or am I right that Steelers fans are like a little tired of him at this point? Nah, I was tired of him. Um, last year, uh, <laughs> all the dinking and dunking towards the end of the year. And then the playoff loss to Cleveland, like starting the game off. Yeah, I think he had three picks, three or four picks yeah. in that game. It was just like I was all done. I actually didn't listen to any Steelers podcast. I didn't read. I didn't watch any of the any other exit interviews, nothing, none of the press conferences. 
because I was just like so depressed. Like I was, I punched a hole in my wall during that playoff game. <laughs> That's how, that's how bad I was. Yeah. Bro. So 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 y'all were a little fed up. I mean, I don't know how you guys are feeling going into this season. Are you? I don't know. Is most, are most fans optimistic about them, or are they still kind of like, you know, feel like I guess there's no other option right now. So it's just like we're waiting for this to play out. Yeah, pretty much. Um, if basically if he went, if we won a Super Bowl, he's retiring. Right. And that's what I that's what I thought back in 2019. <laughs> if we if we wouldn't want a Super Bowl, he was going to retire. Um, and then he had the injury in 2019. Then we got Minka. And, like, after that, like, that season was pretty much lost in 2019. Yeah. And then uh, 2020, we started off 11-0. And I was like, all right. But you can tell it was after the, the no-bye week and when we played Tennessee, it was, like, you can tell they was running out of gas. They was getting tired of the whole uh, everybody looking for cold, like, the COVID things were like right. the Ravens pushing the game to Wednesday instead of just saying, nah, it was their fault. Right. Like, why are we getting punished for it? Um, from a, yeah, it was stuff like that. Like you can tell they got fatigued. They needed a week, like an actual bye week. Right. And they never got one. Yeah. So, um, you can, you obviously can see now it's, they got the defense is still top notch after last year, but it's like we, yeah, we're done with, after after Ben, if he, we win one more, he's I think he's riding off to the sunset. Yeah, that'd be a smart move for him. And with Derek Carr on the other side, like on the Raider side, it's like Raider fans, like for the most part, love Derek Carr, and he's not as old as Ben Roethlisberger. So like you know the time, you know the windows, yeah, he's still been, you know, he hasn't worn on us as long, but he's still been a while. And you know he's out here, somebody wants to retire, Raider. I like Derek Carr, but I understand that like the ups and downs of his career have made a lot of Raider fans kind of like wishy washy on him, like they feel like he's not good enough. To win you a championship, then you know he has some great performance. And you're like, maybe he is, but some people have kind of like bailed on him as Raider fans. But some are still around. Like I'm loyal to him. I think you know he can still do it if everything else like you know falls perfectly. But obviously, I know there's quarterbacks in the league who have you know skills that he doesn't have and abilities that he doesn't have. But I don't think that it's bad enough where he can't you know be good enough to win a Super Bowl. So I'm not I'm not out on him. But in this, I mean, like last week, Derek Carr had a better game than Big Ben did. Um, do you think that that was all because of the Bills defense? Like, do you think Ben's going to have these kind of games basically? Or do you think that like against a Raiders defense, like you could see him outplaying Derek Carr? I can see him airing it out more against Derek Carr and actually getting the running game going. Um, Cause that Bills defense is top notch. Yeah. Um, Ravens defense. Uh, I don't know about them this year, but <laughs> it's, and plus there was on the road as well. Bills was playing at home. Um, so that could also be playing a factor, but I'm like I'm I'm thinking personally it was more on the more on the Bills defense than than the Ravens than the Ravens defense. Playing at home is a big advantage too in front of a in front of a crowd for the first time in over a year. So Yeah. 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 I mean I feel more confident in Derek Carr than Ben at this point, but the thing that Ben has is he has weapons, right? Like you guys got so many wide receivers. You know, the running back is a rookie, so he's fresh. Like, you guys have everything kind of in place for, like, Ben to flourish. Derek Carr, I feel like it's more of, like, a stretch for him every week, like, to make things happen sometimes. But, you know, you you did mention the defense, too. So, it's like, for me, you, obviously the Steelers' defense was, you know, was doing really good last week. <laughs> That's no question because they were making it, you know, super difficult for Josh Allen, which, you know, we come accustomed to not seeing that, man. Like, Josh Allen's been balling. So, 
you know, and part of that is TJ Watt, right? Like, dude is just insane. And I know y'all love this dude, right? Like, he he was in he there. Got, he got robbed. Yeah, he, got he was robbed in the, for defensive player to get two years in a row. <laughs> he was in there managing his own contract and shit, right? Like, just yeah, he's he, he's somebody I can see you guys getting behind for real as, as a fan base. And like on the other side, the Raiders have Max Crosby, man, who's like becoming his own little you know thing. Like last week, I think he got Defensive Player of the Week, or at least on the AFC West or AFC. I don't know which one it was, but um, he was out there balling too. So I feel like, you know, the quarterbacks are one big matchup to see how these two do. I feel like Carr and Roethlisberger might even play kind of similar. You know what I mean? So that's, you know, a possibility. If so, you got these two defensive ends and just the defenses in general. Um, the Raiders' defense is, is obviously more suspect in terms of, you know, last week they had a good week. It's a new defensive coordinator, and maybe, you know, that's a big difference for the team, and, and he's gotten, you know, the players that he wants and the players in, in the positions he wants. But was it, you know, a lucky game? Was it just a pretty good game? It was against Lamar Jackson, man. Like, so that's always scary, and they, and they, and they you know, came out on top. But the, the Steelers' defense was dominant, and it's that something we've come accustomed to at this point. I mean, like, that's what the Steelers always have is a good defense. So um, I'm sure you're going to lean – that the Steelers' defense is a, is a you know dominator, right? You think it's like what top five in your eyes or what? Well, the Steelers' defense it changed since when we when we traded for Minka, right? And that that showed up the back end of that defense. And once that happened, and then the, then we draft uh, Devin Bush. It was yeah, it was from that it was it solidified that defense. Um, that front seven is the strength of the defense um, with. Watt and um, Hayward, when Tewitt comes back in three weeks, we should be back in like three weeks. Um, and then you also have Melvin Ingram and uh, and Highsmith, who's a second-year guy over there. Like, they their front seven is like, that's the strength of their defense, like, without a doubt. Um, but that, Ra- that Raiders defense, I can, like, I can see, I can see the direction that they're going in. Yeah. Um, but even with Nassib and and being over there and Cleveland Farrell as well, like I can I can do have a lot of guys over there that, that can that does stuff. So Yeah, it's like you know, they signed like in Gakwe, you know, to play on defensive end and cross yeah. for Max Crosby. He gets hurt in the game, Nassib comes in and makes the play of the game basically to you know against Lamar Jackson. Cleveland Farrell actually was a healthy scratch last week. So I'm assuming if Ngakwe doesn't play or we lost some other guys to injury. Maybe Farrell will get a chance this week. We'll see. Um, but so let's say, okay, so I had three matchups here. We talked about Derek Carr and Ben Roethlisberger and how that, you know, it could be kind of close in terms of what they do. You know, it, it's really going to come down to the other team's defense. We just talked about how both defenses have, you know, star DNs that are, you know, are going to make plays. We'll see how our O-lines can hold up against those guys. Um, Cause they're, they're going to, they're going to be a big factor the O-line with how well Carr and Roethlisberger do. So it's all kind of linked up. For me, as a Raider fan, like going into every game, the X factor is Darren Waller, right? So, like, sure, he's a tight end, but like, he makes plays every single week. Every defense has to focus on him. They have to put two guys on him. He's like a focus for the for the defense. Um, so, if I'm if I'm looking for like an X factor to say, you know, this is the guy that will separate the Raiders from any other team they go up against, I always go to, to Darren Waller in my head. Like, okay, if this O line can hold up and give Derek Carr enough time, Darren Waller is gonna eat and you know, last week, it felt like every throw was going to Darren Waller. And I was kind of getting a little frustrated because they weren't, you know, being completed a lot of them. And I was like, there's other players on this team. We got to do something. But when uh, John Gruden was in the press conference after the game, they said, like, you were throwing the ball 
a lot to Darren Waller. And he said, if I have 60 plays, I'm throwing 30 to Waller. It's just what I'm doing. So it's like the Raiders are obviously saying, hey, this is our focus on offense. We are going to feed this dude. Let the defenses try to stop him and let's see what happens. Um, do you think that the Steelers have what it takes to stop him or limit him? Because, I mean, you guys stopped what? You stopped St- Stephon Diggs last week. He's one of the best wide receivers in football. You guys limited him. He didn't score a touchdown. No, I don't think any wide receiver scored a touchdown. Oh, and actually, Gabriel Davis did. But, like, you, yeah, you, you, you limited their best player, which was clearly, you know, the focus. And so I'm assuming any team that plays the Raiders, they're going to go in with the idea we have to stop this guy. And if the other guys score, so be it. It's kind of like when you're playing against a, you know, a team in the NBA and you're like, we got to stop Giannis. If the other guys score, oh, well. Or we got to stop LeBron. If the other guys score, well. So Darren Waller is like our guy in this offense. Do you feel like the Steelers have the players and the ability to stop to slow him down at least enough where, you know, even if he does get a touchdown ever, it's not going to be enough to, like, swing the game in their favor all the way? Um, I don't know. I know, I know Tomlin said in his press conference this past week, he said that, uh, he said Darren Waller is pretty much Chase Claypool as a tight end. Right. Um, and he was, and so I'm assuming that they probably has Chase Claypool playing Darren Waller on the scout team so they, they can try to figure something out. But Waller is like the, the new gen, this new generation Gronk yeah. right now. Um, like it's gonna be a tough matchup to try to match up against them. They're gonna try to put different bodies on them. They gotta probably put a, a safety. Put a. They're gonna probably put a linebacker. Like they're gonna try to do a bunch of different things, match and match. But he's probably gonna get his catches. Probably he's gonna get his catches. Gonna get his stuff. But they can. They limited Diggs last week to 69 yards on six catches. But there was a lot of passes that like should have been completed that mm-hmm. Allen missed last week too. So um I'm just I'm just hoping that they can limit Waller to to under a hundred yards and under two touchdowns. <laughs> that would be a blessing. Yeah. Um, it, it would be for sure. But, and like But he, then but then that opens us up for for Josh Jacobs yeah. to gashes down the middle or or even and or even uh rugs running down the middle of the field or something like that. So who knows? <laughs> I, I, I would love to see a player like Ruggs have a breakout game, you know, or Brian Edwards, one of the other wide receivers that were drafted with Ruggs. Um, who knows, man? We'll see if it happens. Like, I'm still waiting for that game because right now, as a Raider fan, you know, all we hear is the Raiders wasted the first-round picks. They wasted their first-round picks on the last three years, all this kind of stuff. And it's like, man, in that draft, even when they drafted Ruggs, there was so many other good wide receivers, and we took him first. You know what I mean? Like, if we would have took him third or whatever, it's like it wouldn't have been as bad because it's like, all right, you know, it is what it is. But they took him before C.D. Lamb. They took him before Judy. So, like, it, it, it makes it difficult. Like, the Raiders put themselves in these positions where it's, like, hard to defend, you know, what they've done. And it's only his second year, but, like, we're already hearing, like, he's a bust. The Raiders messed up. They should never have done this. And it's like, I know the Raiders get extra criticism, it feels like, but I would love to see Ruggs have some games where he breaks out and obviously the Raiders don't make him like a focus because Darren Waller's the focus. You know I mean, so they don't make these guys the focus. You just hope that they do benefit, like you're saying, from, you know, Darren Waller being the focus of the defense. Uh, if Waller's my X factor for the Raiders, do you have an X factor for the Steelers where you feel like if this guy goes off or this guy dominates in the game, I feel much more likely that it's going to be a win. Like, is it, is it a specific wide receiver on the team? Is it Najee Harris going off? Like, is there anybody – in particular, just one person, not a, not a position, but just a certain player that you feel like when this guy goes off or if this guy has a dominant game, I feel like, you know, I'm going to see a Steelers W on the other end of it. Yeah, if 
if we actually if uh, Najee Harris actually has a hundred yard game, we win the game. Okay. Um, they actually haven't had like they averaged eighties something yards of a game last year, last in the league in rushing. The offensive line is pretty much brand new. Like it's not brand, not they're not all rookies, but they're starting two rookies on the offensive line. Um, it's like their second time probably playing, second time playing together. They haven't played together in camp, all five of them at the same time. Right. So it's like they played their first time playing together as a as a unit it was last week, and that was they held up pretty decent. Um, but it's they got to get the running game going. Yeah. They get the running game going that builds off of everything like the short yardage games and stuff like that. It builds it. But if they can't get the running game going, you waste like you wasted a first round pick. Yeah. Cuz even last even, even last week like obviously it was his first game ever in the NFL and it was a tough defense. He didn't like you said he didn't get off a lot like a lot of yards or anything like that. And you seen like it feels like it affected the wide receivers and everybody like the offensive passing game like it didn't nothing really went crazy, nothing went off. It was kind of like just a little bit, you know, kind of disappointing for all of them across the board. And I know that's going to happen just sometimes because you guys have so many good wide receivers so it's like they all can't go off at the same time, but um it's it's interesting. Like I have the stats here from I pulled it from Raiders.com where they posted like after week one, you know, the Raiders kind of rankings across the different things and then the Steelers. Yeah. Um, the Raiders offense ranked first in the league in total offense, um, first in passing and like twenty first in rushing. And the Steelers offense was thirtieth in total offense and twenty eighth in passing, twenty third in rushing. Um, like you, we have like a new rebuilt offensive line. Like you said, not all, not all rookies. You do have a rookie there, but like just guys that were, weren't in starting positions last year, or they were added to the team this year. And so I'm kind of, I'm not surprised necessarily by the Russian totals because Josh Jacobs is kind of beat up and stuff too. And they're trying to mix in Kenyon Drake and stuff, but you know, the passing is kind of surprising me first. Um, and I feel like I, if I just had to predict going into this season, I almost would have felt like these would have been flipped Steelers the other way around, like, you know, in first and everything. But, um, do you think these rankings are obviously just off of one game, but do you think that the Steelers offense is going to struggle a little bit this year? Or do you feel like it's kind of like they're going to catch up second half of the season as, you know, as they keep getting more and more familiar and Harris keeps getting more and more involved. Do you think these numbers are going to kind of flip to like middle of the pack? Like, how do you, how do you feel like, is this a good projection forward right now? Or do you feel like it's not a good, you know, look at it so far? Well, Ben said it earlier. He said it after, like in, preseason i think it was like the second preseason game um this offense isn't like isn't gonna be isn't gonna look pretty right in the beginning of the season because it is a new offensive coordinator um they do a lot of motion they do a lot of window dressing a lot of shifts and stuff like that with this new offensive coordinator so it's they're gonna try to they have to get used to this like ben was learning had learning this new playbook over the summer like there was talks about like his daughter making flashcards for him so he can like remember the playbooks and remember the playbook and the plays and stuff so it's gonna be it's gonna look shaky in the beginning of the year but i think once they figure it out because it's a lot of a lot of gadget plays a lot of different things so they're getting back to the bill power right gadget plays and stuff so they ran a reverse last week i don't remember <laughs> the last time they ran a reverse so and it was for a positive game too. So it was like, all right, 
near Chase Claypool almost scored on that reverse play. So yeah, I, I like when teams make those like trick plays and gadget plays. Hell, the Raiders ran one in like the first drive, and Marcus Mariota got like crazy amount of yards, and then got hurt, never came back, and now he's like out for a few weeks. I'm like, damn, bro, like shit, can't catch a break sometimes. But I, I will say, so you feel like the the, the Steelers' offense is kind of like. They're gonna be like a work in progress and like kind of working through it, and so you feel like second half of the season they'll probably be, you know, more fine tuned, more you know, experienced in the system. Even though, and, and, and it probably helps that it's a bunch of veterans and a running back that's as good as Harris. I mean, he has a high pedigree. Um, even the Raiders, like that game, I felt like the first half it was pretty bad on offense. I feel like you know the Raiders didn't play a lot of their starters at all in preseason. So I feel like, you know, they're going to be dealing with that kind of rust and stuff, too. But the benefit they have is that they've been in the system for a few years now, at least offensively. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. On defense, the rankings that they have here where the Raiders were ranked 16th in total defense, um, tied for 10th in passing defense and 32nd in rushing defense. So right there is your, you know, Harris um, opening right here. Right, This is your 100-yard game opening right here. Um, the, the Steelers defense ranked 9th in total defense. Uh 13th in passing and 16th in rushing. So that looks much better, you know, uh, top 10 overall, middle of the pack, kind of, sort of, you know, above average in both, you know, fields. So, yeah, I mean, your Harris X factor, you know, is is really, you know, looking looking like a, a big deal, at least just off the week one, you know, totals that they're using here. Um, so, yeah, man, if Harris gets going and he's out here rushing for 100 yards, a touchdown or two, like, it can get ugly. But, I mean, again, the Raiders – overcame it last week but i feel like the raiders could have lost a thousand times over in that game you know what i mean and so the steelers might not be so so kind to uh give the raiders so many opportunities so i think the harris you know x factor uh makes a lot of sense and you know the defense did you have a new defensive coordinator or the same one from past year no no it's the same one okay, i wanted right. to i wanted him going like three years ago but <laughs> he ended up the the fitzpatrick um trade saved his job oh, so okay it was after it was after the 2018 season or 17 season. I wanted him out of here just because he wasted he wasted a good a good chance. Like they had that they had the window when they had uh Bell and and AB and they had Juju and I think it was Juju's first and second year. And they just wasted they wasted that, that dynamic offense yeah. with a subpar defense. And now they have a a top. 10 defense and a subpar offense. (laughs) Are you surprised to see Bell like being basically non-existent at this point, AB like flourishing? Are you kind of surprised by that? Or did you assume that's how it would kind of be? Well, it's a running back. So it's like they normally, their shelf life is five, four or five years. So, yeah, I feel like I, I feel like he he faded faster than I thought he would, or maybe he's, I don't know. It can't be not opportunity because he gets signed, but teams just don't like use him like that. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, well. Well, you got signed to Adam Gates too, yeah, so you gotta, that's true. <laughs> they kill anybody's career, so that's true. exactly. So he's he's like the he's like the um, who's the coach for the Rams in St. Louis? Right he's now, eight and eight. Forgot his name, but are you yeah. talking about right now? He's like he's what was that? Are you talking about right now? Their coach, or are you talking about? No, nah, no, nah, before before uh, McVay. Who was it? Um, I don't know. Let's look, let's look at that real quick. It's like the yeah. coach in history. <laughs> I don't know why it's escaped me. I just feel like McVay's been there forever. Uh, yeah, see. it's like once you say his name, you'll be like, Jeff oh, Fisher, yeah. Jeff Fisher, yeah. That's your time, all right? But... Jeff Fisher? Yeah, yeah, Jeff Fisher. Yeah. yeah. yeah Mr. Eight and Eight. <laughs> I'll get you there, and that's it. Um, all right, so, like, 
you know, we'll, we'll see if these, you know, these stats kind of these offensive rankings, these defensive rankings carry over and stay consistent in week two, or if they vary, um, I, you know, I'm personally feeling confident because of the way they, they made Lamar Jackson make a lot of mistakes in terms of like fumbling the ball a bunch of times. Like they got after him. They never let him get comfortable. And, and, and for me though, I call them, you know, we call them Konami quarterbacks. They have this like cheat code where they can, you know, run all over the place. And so those are the quarterbacks I fear the most. So like he was out there making certain plays and I was like, man, we don't got a damn chance in this game the way some of the throws he was making and stuff, but Hey, they pulled it out. So when it, when, when you go from Lamar Jackson to big Ben, I'm a little less concerned in terms of, you know, what they can do. But, I mean, don't get twisted. Big Bang can, you know, take, shake some sacks off and take off a little bit here and there. But I'm just a little less concerned. Can you understand that at least? Yeah, okay. I, I get that 100%. It's like, and I feel like you guys play the Ra- the Ravens well, and you guys also play the Chiefs well every single time you play them. Yeah, you have Patrick so Mahomes like, a lot of problems. It's like you guys get up for those opportunities. <laughs> yeah. And, and, like, when... Like when Tomlin notoriously, like even the last time we guys played you guys when you guys was in Oakland, um, when Ben got hurt, but he wasn't, he was not hurt enough to not to come back in the game. And like they stuck with Josh Dobbs just because it was like, all right, yeah, we haven't, like, he's, he's fine enough to, to win the game. And then they brought in Ben to lead him down the field at the end of the game to, to, for the touchdown. And then you guys came back and Derek Carr ended up winning the game. So, it was stuff like that that Tomlin does that pissed yeah. me off. Now y'all got Dwayne Haskins as a backup, right? Uh, no, it's still Mason Rudolph. Oh, oh come on, Haskins man. is a three. Come on, man. Yeah. This, yeah. Listen, Ben better never retire if Mason Rudolph is who y'all are gonna put it in. Oh no, no, Haskins, Haskins. <laughs> he looked good in the preseason. He did, the yeah. third, the Carolina game. He he looked like the Haskins he played in Washington. <laughs> so I'm pulling for him, man. I can't stand Mason Rudolph, so. I'm pulling for Haskins. Um, some other notable things that I, you know, have seen was it's a short week for the Raiders. You know I mean, they're traveling to the East Coast, which I have like PTSD at this point when it comes to the Raiders traveling to the East Coast. It like, at least for the for the most recent past, it has not turned out well, man. Like it just never fares well. And I'm always like, is this just the Raiders that struggle to do this, or do like all teams struggle? Because I'm a Raider fan. That's why I focus on the most. And it feels like it's this thing that the Raiders just can't get over. Like they just can't you know, deal with that travel across the other coast. Not to mention, like I said, it's a short week. So you guys definitely have that in your favor, in my opinion. Um, also, I seen, you know, Tomlin, you know, obviously he was on Gruden's staff back in the Tampa days. Um, and mm-hmm. I had seen this quote. He said, Gruden has no fear. He doesn't. He looks at an issue or a problem and he sees it as an opportunity. I worked for him for four years. You can't fake that. It's every day from him. It seems like, you know, I always see fans bashing on Gruden and like, you know, talking a lot of shit about him. He's outdated, this and that. But always the opposing coach always like talks highly of him, has some history with him, you know, has personal stories with him. And I don't ever know if that's just like coach speak and they're just like being buddy buddy. But I mean, sometimes I feel like these coaches are serious about the respect they have or like, you know, that they believe he's a dangerous offensive coach. You know what I mean? I think um I think Tomlin is actually very sincere. like he's sincere when he says yeah. that about the coaches. Just because he's been around with the coaches, like even he was like coached under uh, Childress when he was in Minnesota, and he has a close relationship with Sean Mc, uh, Sean McDermott. Um, he even coached under uh, Dungy and stuff like that. So he's like he's been around, right. and 
like he has like he has a he has a respect level for the coaches. I think the only one who he doesn't really like generally like might be Belichick, but <laughs> that's that's do. a story for another day. Yeah, not many do. <laughs> Um, speaking of, of um, Tomlin and his press conference, you ever see that dude who does like the the pranks, like the reenactments of, of his press conferences? Oh yeah, dude, it's yeah, hilarious, it's hilarious, bro. <laughs> so hilarious. I was dying the other day watching one of them. Someone has shared it with us in a, in a group chat that I'm in, and I was like, I never seen him before that. And I was like, Yo, this is hilarious. How this how this dude was reenacting? It was classic. I don't even know what who I don't even know who the comedian was or anything. So I don't know what to tell them to search, but just look up. Yeah. I guess Tomlin. I don't know post game reenactment or something. It was hilarious. Um, yeah, there was um there was a thing that uh, Kansas City did when they had uh, uh the Andy Reid lookalike and Andy Reid like <laughs> doing a skit. Yeah, and um one of the beat writers for the Steelers she posted she was like the internet would go crazy if uh if Mike Epps and Mike Tomlin did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are hilarious. Um, I don't know. Are you are you gonna bet on the game? Uh, I haven't actually haven't looked at the line. Yeah, um, I have seen the the betting odds are basically all in the favor of the Steelers. Um they were a little higher in the Steelers favor, but then after the Raiders won on Monday night, they dropped a little bit. But I think they were still like five and a half points or five points, somewhere around there, fight like the Steelers. Um, you know, in favor of them. So I don't know, man. I don't know if you think your 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 Steelers can uh, you know, handle that, man. You might I know I normally just bet the I'm normally I'm normally a money line guy okay. if I okay. I feel iffy. Um <laughs> Or just bet the over under. I think over under um, was forty seven points. Hold on. Uh still is favored by six. Yeah. And forty seven is the over under. I don't know, man. I don't that's know. A, that's a big line. That's <laughs> a big, big line. line. <laughs> yeah, it is. I ain't they said they're basically saying your boys are trash. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I, I ain't betting money on it, but I'll bet the Avi. So we'll see how that plays out right. for me. Maybe if I get a win this time, I'll feel more confident to put money on them next time against the Steelers. We'll see. <laughs> um, also, the Raiders' injury report was deep. Um, I don't know if it's just, you know, a bunch of guys getting rest or what. But I know, I mean, after the game, I know we lost a couple guys. Some guys went IR and stuff. So it wasn't perfect. And there was definitely players beat up in the game for sure. Besides the guys who went on IR, we, we lost two guys to IR in that game, a guard and a defensive tackle. Um, your, your, your injury report don't look too bad. You guys got nah, like, it wasn't, you look pretty wasn't good. bad at all. Yeah, you just had, I mean, it was um for Thursday at least. It was full practices for Ben, Juju. Um, only, only people that didn't play were Carlos Davis and Eric Ebron. So you guys, you know, injury wise, look pretty, you know, pretty good. I, I don't know if you have other guys who have been out or whatever that are significant, but this was all I seen on the injury report. So um, no, they went in, they went in pretty healthy. Um, everybody who wasn't on IR yeah. went in pretty healthy. Um, but it's saying what I read earlier, it was like uh Farrell. Um he was on he was on injury report yesterday for his back. Yeah. And um they said he's supposed to everybody full participant today and then um supposedly be playing this week. So I get into these uh I get into these like um like um controversy type things, not controversy, but like conspiracy theories. Like when I see something like that, I'm like, this guy was a first round draft pick. They, they didn't want to play him, so they fake an injury, try to make it look good. <laughs> like, it ain't just yeah. – he ain't living up to it right now. It ain't like you – know, I don't know what it is. But that's – I get into those conspiracies sometimes. I start thinking, like, man, is he just not playing well enough in this new, you know, system, or is it there really an injury? Because he looked healthy on the sideline to me, but I know playing and standing there are a little bit different. But uh, man, yeah, I, I hope he, I hope he does get to play, you know? 
Do you remember that show, um, Playmakers, that was on ESPN? Yeah. That's that's basically what that is. Like, he <laughs> yeah. was, like, like they're like, yeah, he's first on traffic, but he's not playing well, so this is going to ease us to, like, if we need to cut him or bring him down to the practice squad. Yeah, and like, it just like gonna, it just like looks less bad like to the fans, and maybe it doesn't hurt his exactly. as bad, you know, to the because because you know when when a, when a team does something like that, like they just don't play the first round draft pick or they don't play the guy in the second year because whatever, like the fans go crazy and start attacking the dude, and then like that that sometimes will ruin some dude's spirit and confidence. So if the team can protect that, you know, even if they know what's really going on, if it just protects his confidence level, so that maybe you know it's best really. Um, so okay, so I feel like we covered basically everything as far as what I can think of that are the key factors, the things that really matter as far as how last week played out. I know we don't have a lot of, you know, we don't have a lot of like actual evidence for this season yet. Cause only obviously only week one. So we don't have a lot to go off, but we can only go off the, the one week, which is dangerous because obviously it doesn't really necessarily mean it's going to carry over, but that's what we had to, to work with. So we had to go with that. Um, do you think there's anything that we missed as far as um, significant, you know, players or situations that may happen in this game? Um, any any player you, that you feel like I didn't talk about in the Steelers that needs to be mentioned against the Raiders or anything like that? No. Um, how do you feel about your rookie uh left tackle or what was it a left tackle or right tackle Leatherwood? Yeah, right tackle. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, did... he he did he was kind of like hit and miss. Like he did some good things, he did some bad. Like you could tell he's a rookie. And the the biggest thing for me was that that uh, that penalty he got at the end of the game on the goal line. Where you mm. know, he got the penalty and then the Raiders threw the interception the next play. So, like, that was the biggest thing. I'm like, damn, this rookie done messed it all up. But again, I don't know what was happening in the game. I heard the announcers kind of defending him, sort of, with the way Raider uh, Carr was calling the play and stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, he, he was kind of like hit or miss, but I think he's, I think he'll be fine. Obviously, I don't know about against CJ Watt. Uh, that'll be different. So, um, yeah, if, they put, if they put Watt over there on him, I think it's going to be a, a long day for, for the rookie. Um, so, we'll see. And like I said, the the big one of the biggest things for me is Ngakwe being hurt for the Raiders. He hurt his hamstring. Um, I feel like if he's healthy, he's a just a gigantic factor um, because him and Crosby coming off of each end is just like so hard to stop. Um, but then the other side, he was like, man, if he's hurt his hamstring, it's one of those things that like you feel like can linger all yeah. year. You might just want to rest him. You know what I mean? So yeah, like the, the ham, I had a hamstring pulled not too long ago. Um, yeah, it took a couple weeks and. But I'm not. I'm not like a professional athlete. Yeah, I was right. in treatment. You just had to be benched off your podcast. And stuff. What was that? They had, to, they had to have you on the bench for the podcast and stuff. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I kind of walk. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Let let let's think about some projections here. Obviously, like I said, me and you, we are the most loyal type of fans. We're not going to say our fan. I mean, I don't know. Are you the kind of guy that'll say the Steelers are going to lose? I go into every game saying the Raiders are going to win. Like it don't matter who it is. I'm always confident that the Raiders are somehow going to do it. Like, I, I just believe it, right? And then I get shell-shocked in the game. I cry. I do everything. But, like, before it happens, I just can't, like, go against my team. I may not bet money on them. I may not, like, put an Avi on the line. I may not do something crazy. Like, <laughs> if they're playing Patrick Mahomes, I might not get crazy. But I still will believe, like, in my heart of hearts, like, if you ask me who's going to win, I have to say my team. Like, I can't not say i can't i'm not one of those fans that can go yo the raiders about to get blown out this week raiders ain't got a chance i just can't do that are you are you the fan who can do that or you can't do that either um it depends on the depends on the game and how i like the yeah ben got hurt i i didn't yeah, really go yeah, into I any that. game thinking he was gonna win everything um 
But last week, I actually thought I actually thought it was going to be a tough game, and I didn't think we was going to pull it out. Yeah. Um, just because of what happened last year, but it was I thought I thought Keith Butler, our defensive coordinator, he was going to do the same stuff he did last year, but and even open it up with a kickoff return that brought it down to our twenty-five. Or it was like, bro, are you serious? And then they held him to three, so. And I was like, all right, all right, cool. Defense came to play, but I can pretty much I can call it how it is. Yeah, sometimes. yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm honest. Like going into it, I'm like, yo, it's gonna be a tough game. Like it could easily get out of hand. But like, if you ask me, like, hey, all right, who's gonna win? You know, I'm always say the Raiders. Like I'm always I can't like say the other team. Like it don't make sense, man. I'm loyal to a fault, I guess. You know, it is what it yeah. is. But obviously, nah, but if we play, play the we Raiders. play the Browns, Bengals, or Ravens, we're beating them. Yeah, all exactly, day. exactly. Like, so, and the Patriots, I don't know, because I live in New England, so it's like, yeah, fuck the Patriots. <laughs> All right, so you're playing the Raiders. Obviously, you believe you're going to beat the Raiders. You're making a bet with me. You may put some money on it. We'll see. But do you have? You don't have to. But do you have any projection as far as you know how you know maybe how many points you think they'll beat the Raiders by, or if you have any like fantasy projection on any of the players? Like you feel like you know if you're playing fantasy, you got to get this guy in your lineup, or just a significant. You know, player like I said, an X factor, a moment, anything, any any kind of projection or feeling you have right now going into this game, um, and far as far as any kind of projections go. All right, so Najee Harris already said that Najee Harris is going to go over 100 yards with two touchdowns. Two touchdowns, um, damn. Yeah, two touchdowns. He's going to get his first two touchdowns and over 100 yards in his first 100 yard game in his career. Crazy. I don't want I, um, I don't want the Raiders to be the one you know he's making history with like that, but it is. You know, it is, it is. <laughs> And Deontay Johnson is going to have his Deontay Johnson game, like six catches or seven catches for 80 yards. Um, but TJ Watt is going to have two to three sacks. Um, You're being and disrespectful. Maybe a forced here, fumble. You're being disrespectful at this point. Well, well, I'm just saying, if he, if he does go <laughs> against Leatherwood, he's going to have two sacks and maybe a forced fumble. Um, if, but Melvin if, Ingram so do you Melvin think, Ingram's also going to have a sack this game as well. Um, what wide receiver do you think will have the biggest game? Deontay Johnson? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's he's the he's the possession. He's the AB in this in this situation. Yeah. Um. How AB used to get the short catches and he could break it for a big gain. Juju is the third down third down possession guy. Chase Claypool is the guy who they like to throw it down long. He's the he's what James Washington should have been. Yeah. Um. I like this game because I, I like this game because. Because of the wide receivers that you have, you know, like 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 I said, I think Najee is going to eat. I mean, I hope it's not what you think. How you know? How, I don't. Think, I hope he don't go crazy like you think. But I think he's going to do fine. Um, so from like fantasy perspective, all that, like he's definitely a start. And when it comes to the wide receivers, I like this matchup for the Raiders just because I want to see them tested. And you know, we talk all about how the defense is hopefully improving, new coaching, a bunch of you know rookie second year, third year guys that like need to dramatically improve in the secondary. So like, I'm interested to see how they fare against what I consider one of the better, you know, wide receiver groups in the league by far. Um, so I'm really curious. I hope y'all don't, you know, torch us. <laughs> so I'm hoping that the, that the Raiders, you know, secondary has improved enough and, and the whole overall defense, you know, to protect the secondary in some, in some sense um, from, from the Steelers, you know, wide receivers who I do have actually in fantasy in a lot of leagues, because you guys got so many good ones. It's easy to kind of mix them up. Um, but if, if another wide receiver has to score a touchdown besides Deontay Johnson, which one do you think, Chase or Juju? Uh, Juju. Juju. All right, all right. I think Juju will get one. I think because he'll be in a, he'll line up in the slot, he'll yeah. muscle something over and get and get one. Yeah, um, we'll see. 
I don't think Chase is going to be anybody deep this week just because of um, just because of I like the safeties that you got back there. Yeah. Um, he's not going to be he's not going to be anybody deep unless it's like a coverage bust. Um, but yeah, we'll I see. think Juju. Will, I think Juju will get one. All right. Um, I, I don't I don't have necessarily like I said my rated projections that they're gonna win a, win the game. I think it will be a close game. I don't have by any means think this is gonna be like some kind of blowout or anything like that. I think they do cover that spread for anyone betting. Um, I think I think they win by a touchdown at least. Like that's where I'm at. Like I don't think it's gonna be like two touchdowns, three touchdowns. Like, I think a, a touchdown is fair for me to say here. Um, fantasy wise, like I, I, Darren Waller, I'm always gonna say he's gonna eat in every game because the opportunity is always gonna be there as far as you know, the targets and his, you know, skill set compared to everyone else on, you know, he's going against. Um, I think, you know, I guess I think Carr and Big Ben will both have kind of similar games. So maybe they get 300 yards, touchdown each or whatever, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. I I am concerned about Josh Jacobs, though. I know you said that, you know, he could be a factor possibly, but, you know, if Darren Waller balls out, like, I feel like he's too injured, man. I just, his toes a little messed up. When he was getting hit in the game last week, he kept coming out and just looking like you know he was hurt. So they they signed Kenyon Drake this year. He ain't a bad he ain't a bad running back. So we'll see if um you know he gets more involved in the mix or what happens, or if they if the Raiders don't even play Josh Jacobs. You know what I mean? Because if you you sign a guy like Kenyon Drake to a big salary, maybe this is one of the opportunities where you're like, hey, Jacobs is already kind of hurt. Let's let him rest and throw you know Jake Drake out there. So we'll see, but. I have confidence, man. I have confidence in this team, and I I, I feel like I'm gonna win an Avi bet this year. I'm feeling it. <laughs> I feel it this year, so I feel good about it. Um, before I already we... got yours lined up. So oh, you uh... do? I don't even know what to yeah. pick for you, man. I don't even know what to pick. I mean, <laughs> I guess that's not a good sign, right? I should have one picked out if I was confident about this. So I'm gonna have to start exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna have to start thinking about it because I I'm not gonna give you no choice like you did me. You spared me kind of last year. Um, even though the options weren't great necessarily, but um, I don't want the you know no tuck rule or any of that kind of stuff. So um, I'll think of something for you before before the game. I, 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 to me, that's going to be the good luck thing. If I don't pick it, like I feel like it's you know bad bad juju for my team. So we'll see. Um, before we close out here, for anyone listening, where can they find you, bro? What podcasts are you doing? Where are you on social media? Where you know where would you like them to to seek you out? All right, so I am on. I am a co-host on the Spark Up podcast. Uh, you can find that anywhere you find podcasts at Spark Up. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Bam Jordan. You can find me on Instagram at Bam Jordan Twenty. Um, and you can find I have a Snack Gods uh, YouTube show. You can look that up. It's uh, under Snack Gods on YouTube, I believe. Um, but yeah, you can find me on those platforms or whatever. So that's low key one of my favorite things that you do. The snack guys. The snack guys. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get back into that. Uh, <laughs> I got life, life happens. So hey, it happens, so, yeah. man. I know because that's that's more of a task because you guys got to go out together, go somewhere, pick a place, sit down, eat. So it's a little more of a yeah. you know work than just you know hopping on a mic and doing a podcast. So, um, but yeah, man, I, I like I watch those and I enjoy them, man. So. When you do them, I'm always out here watching them. So even though I'm not in the places you're at or the city you're at or the state you're at, I can't even eat the shit, but <laughs> I still watch it. So it's funny to me. It's fun, especially when y'all do like weird foods and snacks and stuff like that. I like those things. Um, uh, yeah. So I'm going to send you a duck embryo, you know? No, nah, don't do that. I don't mean that. 
<laughs> I'm talking about like the chips and stuff. Don't be sending me no animal parts and stuff like that. <laughs> Your boy be eating everything. It seems like he ain't scared of nothing, but I wouldn't be able to do that shit. But yeah, shout out, shout out, Fatty on that. Yeah, he seems like he enjoys a lot of different stuff. So yeah, I'm too picky when it comes to eating, so I can't do stuff like that. If it was snacks, I could do it, but when it comes to like animals and all this kind of stuff, I can't. I can't even take partake in it, man. That's where you lose. Yeah. Me. So yeah, you guys got um, you guys got one of the stores we got up here that sells the exotic snacks. So. Yeah, I still need to hit it up, man. I still need to hit it up. Yeah, I will one of these days. I'll do it. We'll see. I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right man that's it you know where to find me guys at clock dodgers on twitter instagram all those good places if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast please do so leave a review all that good stuff other than that man i wish your team luck not enough to beat us but i do wish you guys luck you know to get out of the game healthy and all that good stuff i yeah. look forward to you know blessing you with a good avatar for the week for you know for twitter and everything um but yeah man i appreciate you joining us dude of course of course all right, man. OVO God over there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely man. Exactly. And, and maybe maybe we'll have a little quick conversation post-game. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. if we lose, I'm going to give you like five minutes. And then I'm just going <laughs> to cry the rest of the episode separately without you on the line. If we win, you can hang out all all day and we'll talk about it. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how oh, it plays no. out. I don't run from the smoke. I'm all in. <laughs> we'll so. see how it plays out. Uh, don't be don't be telling people when they ask for betting advice. Easy one is the Steelers over the Raiders. Don't be doing that. It's not it's not nice to, to make other people lose their money. So uh, don't be doing that. Man. <laughs> All right, man. That's it. Catch you post game. Other than that, man, we're out. This is the Clock Dodgers podcast.